Site 170, Outlet River A, campground at Sandbanks Provincial Park. It's a wonderful place to be. I haven't been for probably decades. I used to come with my cousin and uh, our kids when they were young. He brought his son, and uh, we had a few memorable times here. Back in the days when we camped in tents and pumped up the Coleman stove or cooked over the fire. I'm sitting at the fire now. It's not a very good one. And my God, for seven fifty for a bag of wood, there is not much there. And it's uh, there are either huge pieces that are impossible to start and very solid, like very, this is hardwood, very hard to uh, even chop. <clears throat> I think I had one block I brought from home. And then I always bring starter, you know, cardboard and newspaper and egg gardens and things that... Um, to make sure I can get the damn thing going, but it's not a very good fire now. Quite a disappointment. Oop, I'm going to take this call. Yeah, I'm back now. Um, fire is sort of going. <clears throat> These pieces, I mean, they're impossible to chop. Uh, you know, maybe if you had a really razor-sharp axe and you were Superman, you could, but... Uh, I wasn't able to. They're they're just big, huge pieces. Anyway, I've got it. Uh, I've got it going now. Uh, it went out. Uh, here's a, a pro tip: don't answer the cell phone when you're sitting around a campfire. Um, I did. I mean, it was a, a chat with cousin Dave. I was glad to uh, glad to hear him. And I had put in the first call. He was returning mine. So uh, it was a 25 minute catch up on where we were in our lives. We're related, like his mother. It was my father's sister. So he's my cousin. She was my aunt. And uh, a wonderful woman and a very interesting family with roots going back all the way to uh, Dominica. The, uh, and distantly connected, I think, to the Lime Roses family. Or the Rose family, who were famous for limes. You know, those bottles you get when you want to buy uh, lime juice, is it? I don't know. Anyway... And uh, he found an intersection with my mother, my mother's side of the family, perhaps. That's somewhere in the West Indies. But uh, anyway, just family stuff. And uh, yeah. But now I'm back to the fire. And um, I guess I really don't have a whole lot to say. I, I, it's not one of these times, and oh my God, i got to talk to the people, my friends, my audience, my listeners. Um... I could just as well shut this off and just sit and look at the fire, which is probably what I'll do very soon. But uh, I thought, you know, I wanted to introduce you to a new campground. Sandbanks is just, it's near the uh, town of Picton, which I think is in Prince Edward County. And, of course, it's on the St. Lawrence. And there are lots of long, sandy beaches. It's, it's, It's rare to find something like this. And uh, so that's why it's so popular, and even for Americans, it's close enough to cross the border and uh, fill up the campsites. So, I, but I managed to get in these two midweek spots. I, did, I don't know if I gave the date. Some, I think it's September twenty-fifth. Here for a couple of days and uh, spent a glorious two hours sitting uh, in my folding chair on the beach just soaking in the uh, sunshine and uh, listening to the waves coming in it's 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 like the ocean here uh people uh, going out into the water i mean it was that you know here we are late september fall it's fall and uh just getting this taste of beautiful weather this is as far as i can remember this has probably been one of the nicest summers we've had in ontario or where we are in ontario um it's just been beautiful weather. So many sunny days and not not too hot. But uh, 
very little rain. <sighs> That's boring, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I, um, I brought almost all my letters with me thinking that's what I'll do like the magic of last time when I sat around and uh, read them and of course I was very high then I've just taken a little bit of a gummy bear that I had left over from Vancouver and that uh, it hasn't kicked in if it ever will it's probably quite mild but uh, I've got plenty of weed with me I've just opened myself a support not a support well, I had a support earlier a uh, Cremor, they finally made an IPA. Cremor was my standard lager, uh, favorite beer for the longest time. But uh, when I saw the IPAs, ooh, we've got to try those. So here, let's do a sip and see what it, what it tastes like. For an IPA, it's, it's, it's not strong. Uh, so people who are not sure if they like IPAs, this would be a good bet because some IPAs are just overpowering. Now I imagine the stats and things I could read out to you that would uh, that the beer aficionados would uh, make sense of. But it's dark. I haven't bothered to get my flashlight yet. That's the next thing I have to do. It is fun camping. What what's wonderful about the road trek is I drove in. You know, got here around one thirty. Two no two o'clock. And drove in, pull out the uh, the plug, plug in. I, it's an electric site, 30 amp, so everything's running, you know. Microwaved myself some lasagna, leftover lasagna. It was nice. And then said, you know, I want to go to the beach. Now, it's f- too far for me to walk from where we are. There are some sites right on the water, but those are impossible to get. Uh, I've got, actually, it's fairly secluded. It's, well, as far as provincial parks go. I've got myself a pretty good spot here. I'm quite happy with it. But anyway, I wanted to go to the beach, so all I did was just unplug it, put the put the uh, cord away, and drive off to the beach. And then around 5.30, okay, we'll drive back now. And uh, only this time I uh, I came in from the opposite side. These are pull-through sites, so these are good if you've got a big trailer or something. You don't want to be all backing up on a narrow, narrow winding road to leading into the sites. You know, this is not like these ones you see where everything is, you know, paved, cement, everything's in a line, tight by your neighbor, you know, like a trailer park. This is, uh, these are real old-fashioned campsites in in the woods on hills. So, um, anyway, I was able to drive right through, back up onto the road, and then pull in from the exit. And so it's, uh, it's a perfect arrangement. God, that wasn't interesting either. I, I guess th- there's, here we are, driving here. You know, I, I used to talk about how I would let out the word yes, like really loud when I'm driving, yes. And you only do that when you're feeling this sense of um, satisfaction, um, feeling strong, feeling everything is good, feeling nothing is going to get in your way. You're, you're where you're supposed to be. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that's a solid, yes, this is it. And uh, I let out several of those today on the drive here. It's a beautiful drive once you pull off the 401 and uh, rural roads to rural roads to get you to the campsite. So that was very good. And then, again, the overall sense of, hey, I know what I'm doing. Now, lugging a uh, folding chair up a sand dune was a real challenge for me with my balance issues and, and the uh, the replaced knee was really shouting out, hey, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? Um, so that was uh, that was tough. That was that was tough going, but the sense of, hey, well, I can do it. So at 72, which is not old by some people's standards, but it sounds old to me, uh, I, there's this feeling of independence. Yeah, I can still get in the road track and drive off camping and have a weekend by myself around a fire, which is going nicely now. It's a nice team fire. be very good for cooking over. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's that's good. That's, that's a good feeling. I took some vanity pictures with this uh, iPhone 11. That It just does such a beautiful job in portrait mode. Of just, I mean, man, the... the uh, it's not engineering, but the the work they did to get this 
just right. Wow, they hired some very, very clever people. And uh, the, the pictures come out amazingly sharp, and of course the background out of focus. Uh, just incredible clarity, you know. So uh, I did a few of those, and then I was too embarrassed to post it on Facebook. I felt it would be too much like showing off, but I was I was pleased. Look at myself in my favorite hat from uh, Hayama in uh, uh, in Japan that a teacher gave me. Favorite hat for driving. It's got a long beak. Um, I felt good. I felt good. I felt all right, and uh, it sort of makes up for the deteriorating body and the memory that's uh, in fragments. Scarbadoo's going to sign off right now and get back to this fire, and uh, maybe if the if the uh, gummy beer doesn't kick in, I can either go for the um, cookies that I bought on the uh, native site, or maybe a safer bet is just uh, one of my pre-rolled J's. I think I'll be doing that. Yep. Signing off. And uh, if you're hearing from me in the near future, I'm uh, sorry for... Uh, because if I'm high, I will, I will ramble on. Bye for now. Check, check. Uh, we're not going to be ringing any bells. I'm in my sleeping bag. And, uh, oh boy, I'm certainly ready for bed. Uh, I wanted to correct something I said. I complained about the wood, these big damn blocks of hardwood. Uh, they were fantastic. Once you got them going, they burned all night. I don't know what time is it now. Let's just see. Oh my god. Oh, it's plugged in. Um, hang on. Jesus, don't be so impatient. Oh, it's about midnight. And, uh, which is late. I think I'm the latest person up in the entire campground. It's dead quiet. Um, which is nice, but I sat there by this fire and boy, oh boy, oh boy, it went on forever. I mean, just beautiful, you know, flames and charcoal and, well, you know what it's like. Just very relaxing. I had a lovely, uh, text exchange with my wife, which is a rare thing for us to do. And that was very, very nice. Uh, I'll get maybe get into that story tomorrow about the, the driveway stuff. Um, but that's it. Just, you know, quiet reflection time. And then just towards the end, I, I did have a joint as well. And uh, switch from the beer to wine. And uh, just sat there and uh, reflected and contemplated and thought about the book some more, and uh, everything was just good, and very, very uh, relaxing. I'm guessing the weed might have been a hybrid, like you didn't get crazy wonky stoned, you just, uh, eh, you just kind of relaxed, you know, and oh yeah, and then came in for supper, decided, well, the fire is still burning, this is not going to die out, I better go in and have supper. And I had leftover chicken fried rice my wife had made with some vegetables, just a little, you know, a dish of it. And some leftover spaghetti sauce from quite a while back. And just microwaved the both of them with some wine and some chocolate. It was just a fabulous, enjoyable supper. You know, when you're high, everything tastes good anyway, and especially being in a camping environment. But it was just, it was just... Perfect. It was just what I needed. Simple, easy. Eat it with a spoon, and you're good. So, uh, all in all, um, just a, a wonderful first day here. And uh, got all day tomorrow. And then don't have to check out until uh, 2 o'clock on uh, Friday. So stay with me. There will be more. Scarborough Dude, uh, wishing you all a... Uh, pleasant evening, a good morning, a fine afternoon, or a good night, whatever suits you best. Bye for now. Good morning. And a beauty, a beauty of a morning. My God, the sun is shining down now again. This is day number two, uh, Thursday.
Ah, just what I was hoping for. The campground is so quiet. All the trailers and uh, pop-up vans and everything else. uh, Closed tight and uh, deserted. I think people are all on the beach, on the sand dunes. And uh, enjoying this beautiful fall weather. I got off to a late start. I was up till 1 this morning. It took forever for that fire to die down, and uh, I just, you know, you, you you have an obligation to stay with your fire, but, um, oh, it was a good one. That wood I complained about, as I said, was just fine wood. I mean, buy another bag tonight. I've only got three pieces of wood. Yeah, that's not quite a fire. Uh, yeah, when I drive to the beach, because I'll be doing that a little later on, um, I'll pick up another bag. Oh, just to sit and feel the sun pouring in. There's just a big opening in the trees here. It's a lovely spot, and and of all the sights, this is a dandy. I mean, everybody wants the ones on the beach, but uh, there's a, a few that are quite public. I mean, you drive by, you're looking right in at everybody. It's just open to the road. This has got a little privacy which I quite like. You need a spot where you can stand up and just piss against a tree without, uh, you know, worrying about passers-by. I'm on the last of the coffee. I um, tried a little experiment today. I put my regular coffee in, probably Costa Rican or Guatemalan or whatever, and then added just a half of one of these, you know, the instant Nescafe flavored ones. Uh, and um, just threw that in with the uh, with the grinds. And it's, yeah, it gives a little extra taste. <laughs> Doesn't really much matter. It's hot coffee. That's what you want. And the ritual, the beauty of camping. I've said this before, and I, I, I rediscover it every time, is... When you know what you're doing, okay, what's involved in making the cup of coffee? You, your brain just knows the steps, what to get out, where to place it, what comes next. There's no fumbling. There's just this almost a smooth, zen-like procedure that you go through, and then you got your coffee. Not a drop of water or anything spilled, not a mistake in the whole process. Around the home, sometimes you just seem to be a little more of a hurry or distracted by so many other things. And here you just focused. All I need now is to make the coffee. That is zen-like, you know. When you're making the coffee, make the coffee. (laughs) Oh, man. And this is just a blessing to have this sun pouring down on me. I had to take my shirt off down to a T-shirt. Um... I've been uh, treating myself. I, I brought up all my letters, or almost all, in binders to go through again what's going to go into the book. And then I saw in yet another spot somewhere in the house another stack of Dixon Janes. Um, you know, random issues that for whatever reason have been pulled out. And I thought, no, bring, bring along some Dixon Janes. Maybe read an old copy. And, God, what a good decision that was. So instead of the letters, I'm um, reading right now. I got it the, I'm holding it in my lap. In fact, I'm going to take a picture of this. It's so beautiful. The 1937 Coronation Edition, and it was a double issue, the Summer, Fall, 1997, Volume 13, 3 and 4, uh, with a picture of um, the, their gracious majesties, King George VI and Queen Elizabeth and what an issue it is. Letters from Singapore, the Czech Republic, uh, Borneo, you know, from Dixon Jean's readers, people who wrote in. Uh, and then on top of that, all this talk about letters, a letter that I wrote to Bruce in 1975, uh, no, 76, just before going to Mexico, October 27, 1976. And it was the time when I worked for CP Express, and I'm saving money. I, I got fired at the end, but I just, you know, when I wanted to quit anyway, saving money to go to Mexico. 
uh, which is just that other trip that pops up. And I thought, well, there's another perfect letter to put into the book. But also, uh, I love the foresight I had to actually put it in this issue. Like it's, It spreads out over several pages just in a, a single column, uh, very much like the letter they had in the last whole Earth catalog, which I also referred to here. And again, the details, the things from the past that pop up. This is... I got a lot of flack and pushback and indifference and criticism the whole time I was putting out this Dixon Jane zine, the 20-year run, which you've heard me talk about many times. It's part of the legend of the way the rock is part of the legend, part of our tribal identity. And um, God damn, I look at it now. 1997, so, wow, 23 years ago. And I think, well, God damn that, I'm glad this exists. This is fine. And I kind of want, I don't know, something else to be done with these. I mean, they've got to be saved somehow. One friend did say something. Uh, Anyway, um, our good friend in Tennessee will uh, maybe have already received a few in the mail uh, by the time he hears this podcast. And uh, Jason, I'm wishing you happy reading. Uh, you're, you're, you're just the right person to send a few copies off to because I know you will appreciate um, what's gone into it and, and the end result. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with everything about it, the layout. And I'm just glad that even then and even with the resistance, I knew that this is a thing to do. And now, all this time later, looking back, it, it seems to have even more value. Gosh, another letter from Japan, Beaconsfield, Quebec. It's just from all over. So, Anyway, that has made my day, made my weekend, made me feel my life has been well lived. Yes, I am going to... Put that out there. That just kind of slipped out, and I'm glad I said that because I need to feel that often. You know, uh, part of my character is the fragility and the and the fact that I just have I'm, I'm overly consumed with with doubts and uh, yeah, all the crap that uh, that holds me back. And yet, maybe that's also my strength <laughs> in some strange form. I don't know. Anyway, um, signing off for now. I'm going to get back to finishing this and my coffee and uh, talk to you a little later during the day, maybe from the beach. Who knows? Bye for now. It's uh, low sensitivity, so you won't hear the waves. It's uh, it's actually a lot calmer than yesterday, the waters. Yesterday there were some, seemed like there were more bigger waves. Uh, it's lovely. I thought you uh, deserved a recording from the beach. I wasn't going to. Like, I was just so content at camp just to stay and not do anything. And then I had that toke and uh, got into some more Dixon Janes. And boy, boy, uh, what? I'm so glad. There's another. I mean, besides the letters I've been talking about, to have 20 years of a zine about friends. And it's just, it's made me feel, I mean, love for the friends I have. Just reading through, and I was reading from Robin, and then she she's, sends in a letter from uh, Lebanon. She's teaching at a university there. And then another one from Kentucky where she was teaching. And then she was a friend. Oh, I'm, I don't know. No, I guess I didn't mention. I called my first beat friend because uh, she just appeared on the scene when we were in grade 11. And wow, she's different from these other middle-class kids I've grown up with. And uh, anyway, it's been a lifelong friendship, so (laughs) reading that, I had to send her a note. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just slightly overcast now, but uh, still a beautiful place to be. And uh, it was easy enough to... I had to back the van out. A little trickier when you don't have a guide. You know, but uh, there were no mishaps. I did that, and it's so again so easy. Like 
you know, suddenly I decided, okay, yeah, I should go to the beach. And I knew a place in, in mind, uh, a special place, uh, close to the campsites, uh, mainly for people here on the Inlet River camping, you know, because it's, it's a little bit out of the way. But you just drive your van right up to the sand, and then, uh, bam, there you are. All I have to do is unplug it, and when I get back, drive it in and plug it back in. I got my microwave for supper, so uh, that's easy. I, I, I guess... It's, I'm not expressing it well, but I'm just feeling so full of gratitude and you know, a kind of joy just about the life I've lived. I mean, I guess it was those times in Nigeria. Robin asked uh, my friend Bruce in a letter which appeared in the Dixon Jane's article, do you think Ken's enjoying or do you think Ken's happy in Nigeria? And uh, Bruce seemed to think, yeah, my second year I was. But on reflection, I mean, there were so many things that were just, oh my God, the bugs, the 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 various deprivations, particularly with food and so on. But then you discover all the alternatives. Well, to have bush meat and goat pepper soup and things like that were just so much more exciting and interesting. And really, just in time, uh, it just became the best possible place in the world for me to be at that time. And now to look back and to have had that experience, living two years in a bush village, wow, with missionaries with and, and the deprivations, the, well, the deprived way of living. The deprived, no, no, the, what is the word I'm looking for, the debauchery for sure anyway it's all a celebration and again it's reading these letters and now also reading through old Dixon chains and I feel successful at that I, I seldom feel successful at what I've done and yet when I look at it in this better perspective well holy fuck man you bought a house in Toronto you who were just drifting for so many years of your life. I read another letter from Bob, and Bob saying, well, you know, you're the exception. You don't fit in or something to that degree. When, you know, he was talking about being 50 and what it meant, and there was a period in your life from, I guess, 20 to 40 when you got married and had children and, you know, had a steady job and tried to get promoted maybe and uh, bought a house in the suburbs and then said except for you Bull you're the exception or you know, something like that along with and I knew then I didn't fit in and so it partly made me unhappy and partly I enjoyed the kind of freedom I had and then along came Japan and everything changed uh, for the better believe me so that I can have this perspective now to look back on uh, yeah just, uh, it's important. I just read another Buddhist quote from Dixon Jane's. Uh, maybe if it wasn't even Buddhist, but it, uh, it just said, when you wake up each morning, think three things. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then get on with making the best of the day ahead of you. And I, I, boy, I swear by that. That is the way. And I think it sometimes takes us till we're much older to to wake up to gratitude but uh, I have it now I have it especially in my heart for the, the friendships I've cultivated over the years and of course it's a two way thing you don't you don't make friendships unless you're giving them something I mean it's 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 an exchange it's a sharing it's an agreement uh, and they do take time to grow and you've got to have an element of trust in there and there are others who it'll just be always on the fringe and always be a a friendship, but won't necessarily enter into so deeply uh, each other's lives. That's that's really that's make, there's a special threshold somewhere in there. But uh, I'm grateful to uh, through the art of podcasting to have uh, made some new friends over the years. So, all right, I'm going to pull a plug there and just get back to sitting. And uh, soon, I think I'm going to go drive and. Uh, Visit the park store and get some firewood for tonight. Scarpo Dude signing off from the beach at Sandbanks. Bye for now.
Good morning. Oh, it is Friday morning. Gonna check the date here. It's uh, September 25th, 2020. And I'm still sitting uh, by the fire. Of course, it's not lit now. Just ashes left over from last night. Here at uh, Sandbanks Provincial Park. Um, a very good fire last night. I only had, I had three pieces of wood to burn and a two by four. And I knew I had to get it right, you know, because it's, it's a mention. It's so hard to light those suckers. So I had a uh, six pack. Boy, I hope I didn't talk about this. And, and now that I bring it up, why am I talking about this? Do you need to know how I lit my fire? I guess it's like replaying a tape. I'm going back, I'm picturing this little cardboard six-pack I picked up in a beer store. Stuffed it with newspapers and little chips of wood and some twigs, so made it very burnable. And then just leaned two logs up against it. And, uh, yeah, it got going. I think I had two sticks of kindling that I had chopped, leftover, saved. And, of course, I was caught, too, with the box. So, anyway, we ended up with just a very, very nice fire and just watching it right down to the coals, as I did the second night, your first night. And uh, quiet night. I, during the whole weekend, I've had three beer, three cans of beer and half a bottle of wine. And uh, I only have the remains, you know, two tokes left of a second joint. If you can figure all that out. In fact, I just had it a few minutes ago, which is very unusual. Usually on the day of leaving, I never have a drink or toke up. But today, in the spirit of rebellion, uh, brought on by reading uh, Dixon Chains, just about to read a letter from uh, Chris, the boy in Australia, and uh, said, hey, why not? You left some last night. Why not while you're sitting here? You don't have to leave for hours. You can get high. And uh, that is precisely what I've done. And, of course, now, wondering, was that a good decision? Why did I do that? <sighs> I didn't need to. But, um, again, I said that spirit of rebellion, the spirit of just because it's the day you're leaving doesn't mean you can't continue to... Do what you feel like doing, you know. Make the most of this time camping. Boy, this is this is falling flat. It happens every time. Like, again, being high is not the time to record a podcast. I've said that before. I've left out many clips. This may get left out, you know, unless I can salvage it somehow. Uh, the reading the Dixon Janes has just been uh, such a, I was going to say a blessing, but the, I, in a way it is. I'm just so glad that they're done. They're out there. Um, I have enough copies around that I, I'd like to keep, I don't know, I want to keep it alive somehow. I'm preserving two sets, but like, will it go on to another generation? Who would really care? I don't know that either of my sons in particularly would. Uh, but it'd be nice if some relative somehow said, yeah, I, 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 that's interesting what these guys wrote back then. And, you know, and, and reading the letters now, uh, it's just bringing back a richness, I guess, because I haven't looked at copies for a long time. Um, but it was a success, you know, in all for all the complaints and fuss that I made. That I can pick up an issue, and Jesus, a dozen people writing from here from different parts. Rob Clement from Malaysia, who I haven't known since, or seen since Nigeria, you know, 40 years ago. Brian Doherty from Nunavut. Chris Wynas from Australia. Robin Heath from Kentucky or Lebanon or who knows where. And um, Alvin Marks, Kingston, and just all these different people scattered all over and connected who did join in the game and uh, 
contributed articles and letters, jokes. Well, the issue I just read, the timing was amazing. It was about family, it was about camping. And the front page mentions sandbanks. That just blew me away. Oh, yeah, my cousin Dave talking about when uh, he and I and our kids used to go to sandbanks, which is where I'm sitting now. So that that was a mind-blower. Just, oh, yeah, neat. And then inside, from 12 years ago, I'm talking about camping at Bon Echo, where I'm going next. And uh, that was a family camp trip. And again, hardly any recollection at all. But, oh, yeah, my brother, my sister and her husband and my brother and his wife and their daughter and uh, her husband and me and the kids and cousin Dave and uh, you know wow this is uh, this is something that we managed to organize a family camping trip we haven't done many of those and I guess the uh, the, the thing I'm getting from this vantage point reading it is a bit like we've done those things. There may not be more things like this. There's there's memories. But who's organizing group camping trips now? Like, you know, the, the uh, Mother's Day camping weekend virtually died off, you know. And literally four of the people who attended from our tribe are dead, have died, have gone. That's the other thing. People have written into this thing and they're like, oh my God. They no longer are with us. And uh, so that, that, I guess that's part of the reflection. These are voices from the past that uh, hopefully the paper will live on after we are gone. But that's kind of what you want. Um, you know, big picture, it's not necessary and it doesn't matter. But you'd like to think that somebody would like to pick up a copy of an old Dixon Janes and read, you know, the, the truth that these people spoke, the letters they wrote, the things they cared about the friendships they shared, the places they went to. You know, there's a letter from my nephew, Jeff, who was not speaking to me anymore, sadly, um, from uh, Ulaanbaatar, talking about putting together a a band with a couple of other volunteers, VSOs, I guess, and uh, playing for four nights at a bar in Mongolia. Hey, that's kind of neat. What adventures will people in the future have, or will life be too controlled? Uh, parallel to that is reading things and hearing things on podcasts like um, Drunk Ex-Pastors, which I, I highly recommend listening to. Drunk Ex-Pastors. Um, talking about the strong possibility of a Trump victory, of the Republicans being back in power under Trump like this, I can't get my head around that. I can't possibly believe, number one, that it'd be voted in. Now when they talk about it being close, well, if it's close, then it is to steal. Um, And what would that do, coming in a second mandate and stacking the Supreme Court and changing America? And somebody else talked about, yeah, I'm just re-watching The Handmaid's Tale, and I'm scared. I think I've got to go to Canada. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy, crazy Christian fanatics. I mean, we're we're not talking against the religion of Christianity and the way it should be upheld. We're talking about the people literally taking the Bible, you know, as God's word. And, and uh, oh my God, these conservative values, it's uh, it's terrifying. And, and you, you look at the whole, so much of the planet... Really, we are living in a time of fear. Worldwide, there is fear permeating the zeitgeist, I guess, if I can say that. It just, it's, it's just, it's everywhere. It's, un, it's an undercurrent, it's there, but it's, it exists. And, and when you have times of fear, that's when you get dictatorships and, and uh, strength taking over, promising, as Trump is, law and order, clamp down on the radicals, the crazies who want to take everything from you and seize power, the commies out there. You know, so it, it, when you see that, when you feel that, you could imagine, yeah, a lot of people are going to swing to the right. So that um, that is a scary thought for me, boys and girls, and... At its core, the thing that Dixon Chains represented was the freedom we had and enjoyed, the freedom to express ourselves, to be ourselves, 
to do the things we want to do, to celebrate that freedom, to appreciate it, to live it, to take advantage of it. And the idea of loss, you know, I mean, the, the what, what's been so upsetting, well, besides the Vietnam War, which definitely shaped people my age, but the locking up of people for smoking marijuana, how can you do that? How can you put people in jail for smoking marijuana? Which you did, you know, with crazy long sentences and for selling a few joints. Oh, come on. Like, who who had those powers? Who stopped the use of psychedelics? This was, we're talking right-wing movements, folks. That idea, that concept, which I seem to be the only one raving about because it just drives me nuts, shutting down all further studies of psychedelic drugs. Bam, no universities, no hospitals. Who has the power to do that? Well, that came under when Nixon declared Timothy Leary the most dangerous man in America. Yeah, 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 you've heard all this before, but you need to fucking be reminded, man, of what could be ahead. You Americans, please, do your bit. And the other sad part of that whole story is, yeah, okay, it's not just Trump, it's the weakness of Biden as a candidate. And I wake up thinking, God damn it, Bernie was the man. Bernie was a man. Everybody said, oh, he, he could never win. That's why we can't have Bernie. He, he is a socialist. He is. He, you know, they, they'll know that. Well, <laughs> the same thing happened. They're accusing Biden and, and the Democratic Party of being socialist anyway. And instead, they got a, a stick figure for a leader up there. Oh, my God. Bernie at least would have would have tr- pummeled Trump in the debates. Trump wouldn't have had a chance against Bernie. Well, Biden, he's, he's going to make one goof and it'll be replayed on Fox. And oh, Scary times, folks. Scary times. Anyway, I'm not sorry I had that token. And uh, I'll get back to doing the things I like doing. I do get my iPhone out a lot and check for tweets and post pictures on Instagram and Twitter and going for that little that little rush, you know, and ooh, somebody liked it, ooh, somebody liked it, oh my God, somebody left a comment, you know. All right, Scarborough Dude, I think I'm just going to pick up another copy of Dixon Jeans. It's the one with my children, my two boys, Kinjin Daniel and Helena, sitting in the bathtub having a bath together. It's a picture that probably... I don't know what they think, but it was a wonderful picture. It was all innocent. Alvin and Brady were visiting, and the kids had to have a bath. They were staying the weekend, and there was no harm in putting these little children into the bathtub together. And the three of them sat there, and they're all looking at the camera, smiling at me. Now, isn't that, isn't that something on the cover of Dixon Chains? Ah, and here's the title. Listen, here's the title of this issue. This is Volume 14, Number 1, Winter 1998. Dixon Chains. The now the here through which all future plunges into the past. And that's something I wrote December 2nd, 1970, 1997 from The Laugh. It's a very nice picture. Um, gosh, tempted to take a picture. I'm going to... And, and, post it, although then my son would see if it's on the Instagram picture and might think, Dad, what are you doing? But it's such a beautiful picture of the children I'm staring at it now, and the the cute smile on Daniel, Helena with her mouth open, laughing, and Kenji just looking as handsome as ever, just amazingly beautiful picture, beautiful picture. And on the back cover, ah, a family photo of Gordon Jolly and his his Japanese wife and his three children. Gordon Jolly wrote a lot. His title on the back, it's called Family Matters. Don't Stop This Rag. So I was hearing from some of the new people brought in by other people outside the Vancouver tribe, Vancouver Lachine tribe, the people I brought in from outside, turned out to be the strongest supporters. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's me feeling good in celebration that when I camped last at... Um, well, can't remember the place now because I'm trying to think of it. But anyway, the two-word place, uh, Port Jolly or something. Um, um, I was 
high and going nuts reading the old letters I had discovered. Well, now I've been getting high and reading old Dixon Janes, and believe me, it is a it is a treat. All right, Scarborough dude, a happy Scarborough dude, a content Scarborough dude, a, a Scarborough dude who's reached a point in his life where he can look back with a degree of satisfaction. And that's a good feeling. And, and you know, I've, I've struggled to have that because I deal with demons, too, who pull me down and, uh, you know, put up feelings of, you know, inadequacy or not done enough or need to do more or whatever. I, I don't know exactly what they are, but I, I don't think I've been feeling that way for a long time. I think I've been feeling pretty damn good for, uh, for much longer than I'm owning up to overall. Just, yeah, general looking back. It's the feeling you want to have uh, when you know your days are numbered and uh, you could die at any point. Look back, okay, sorry for the mess I left behind, but uh, I'm glad a few things will, uh, people will remember me for a while. That's something you kind of (sighs) want. I should not be doing this. Other people are supposed to do that for you. Oh, yeah, Ken. Oh, man, yeah, he's a great guy. All right, signing off. Bye for now. Yeah, check, check. I'm going to uh, give a goodbye from Sandbanks and hope this will be the end of the podcast so that it'll finally be one podcast from one place, uh, Camp Spot number 170. Here in this absolutely lovely provincial park, I cannot get over how quiet it is. It's amazing. You know, there are party campgrounds uh, with the younger people. This is this is a real family-oriented place because of the beach. I mean, you bring your kids down, and it's just absolutely lovely. Where do you get beaches like this in uh, in Ontario? It's absolutely beautiful. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to have some concluding remarks, and part of it was I've just sat here and, and spent a lot of this weekend through the pages of Dixon Jane's celebrating friendships and this wonderful web we weave uh, and I feel so good about that you know it's you struggle when you're doing something and oh, it's not good enough and and I wouldn't even bother with the first 10 years but the last 10 years it got going I mean there was proper desktop publishing so it looked good visually able to have proper images and so on but then that was the history of of uh Desktop publishing also. I mean, the first was done on a dot matrix screen. I would I would write it up in Japan and send it to uh, Barnacle Bill, who I guess retyped it. Yeah, and, and I don't know. At one point, he said they were stored on tape in Ann Arbor, Michigan, through his uh, the company he worked for. Um, and then just gradually, our good friend Mike Ferguson uh, took over. And he knew something about uh, desktop publishing and started putting it out. And then next thing you know, we got three columns. Hey. And it was three columns ever after. uh, Once he, uh, you know, showed us the better way to do it. But it it, it reflects the um, coming of the Internet, of uh, crazy email addresses people had. And as they start writing in. In the later issues, you know, 97, 98, and you can see how it sort of changed. There's no more letter writing, but I would include old letters from the past. And there were a lot of comments about that, about the change in communication. Uh, my my conclusion, and uh, this this is not through vanity. This is just through what is right. This should be in the National Archives of Canada, the Dixon Jane Zine, because it reflects people's lives uh, humble people's lives, you know, not the rich and famous, but people who were intelligent, almost virtually everybody university educated and able to, you know, put words together and form coherent thoughts uh, and creativity, uh, you know, throughout. So I think I, I just have to find the right person and say, look, uh, you know, the ideal thing would be to get a government grant during these COVID times and say, look, uh, I need a little money to put this in digital format and then send it to the National Archives rather than insist they take all my print copies, although I'd be happy to give one complete set as a backup if that was the price of admission. So anyway, it's just about one o'clock. I see cars pulling in, moving out, and I guess looking for their camping spots. 
I hope this is not somebody coming from mine. Uh, but it is Friday, and this is when most people are coming in. So uh, if it was, and it appears to be, uh, I will uh, I will move. I was going to leave by one anyway. It's quarter to two now. So that's it. No, no, he's not looking this way. He's moving on. A huge trailer. God damn, I wouldn't want to travel with one of those. I have to back mine out. But anyway, so all I've got to do, even the cleaning up is fun when you're camping. It just, you know, because you have a place for everything. You know where it goes. You feel organized. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it. We're on our way. I'm going to stop in Picton on the way. A little bit out of the way, but it'll be a nice little town to visit. Brew pubs, wineries. Now, this trailer stopped here. I have the feeling he's he wants... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, a celebration of friendship. Lives lived back to the uh, back to the National Archives. I really do believe that this is uh, this is worth keeping. It is a reflection of people's lives, post-war generation, hmm, mainly white middle-class people, but all lives who took interesting directions. Okay, I don't have to convince you, do I? A few words of support might be good, but uh, basically it is a Canadian story. This is Canada. This whole thing, this whole Dixon James thing was Canada, even though these were probably American characters. <sighs> this is Sally, by the way, you know, the one, the rebellious one, the one who didn't follow the path Dick and Jane took because they were already programmed. Uh, Sally had a chance to find a different way. All right, all right, all right. We'll end on that note. Checking out... Bye for now. Thanks for uh, sharing some time with me. It's uh, it's not quite like old letters, but uh, it's something. It's something. Bye for now.